Hello. Live. Hello. We're live. And Heather's head is out of the frame, which is it's fine. It's just the hair. <laughs> Let me get down here and get this hair No, you were just, like, sitting very properly, which was cool. Yeah. It feels weird. But hi. We're, uh, we're Talk Comics to Me, and today we're the Hanson Brothers. I'm Isaac. And I am mid-90s. Taylor? Yep. Taylor Hansen, the middle bro. Otherwise, I guess I am now Zach. Yeah. So, if you know anything about the Hansen brothers. You just missed a whole story. <laughs> but about- I'll, I'll share it with you all sometime. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, you, we should just start. Yeah, I'm just going to go. We're running late, and we got to do it. Yeah. That hamster story took like 10 minutes. Okay, so I have the plot. This is the first issue from Vault. If anyone can answer this, is Nightfall Vault, is that their horror line? Because I don't understand. Um, fruits. So. Veggies. They're. Not, hmm. not because, like, I wanted it to be against you, but veggies all the no, way. No, I get it. I get it. Um, so this story is about a family who has, like, mental illness running in their family. Their house is also haunted. Um, I don't want to get too into it because it's still kind of vague on what this story is doing but it's i don't know about a brother who adopts i guess not really gains custody of his older brother's children after him and his wife die they go back to the family home which i i feel like it's as i i told champ i think it's just a haunted house story but again it's the first issue and at the end of it they're literally just getting to the house and like weird shit has been happening to the family their entire existence so I feel like it has something to do with the house um I only got this first issue like a oh my god it says everything down here I love it I I, love it when they do that um yeah I only special ordered this first issue uh because I just wasn't sure how I was gonna feel but I just really love it there is a saying throughout the book constantly that is in order to receive you first have to give and that's what the family is based off of that okay. that whole, what is that called? Motto, I guess. I don't know. Way of life. Um, it's horror. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it, actually. Um, and I also really enjoyed this, which was a very big surprise to me <laughs> because not a fan of Harley Quinn. But this was beautiful. It was very, very good. It's Harleen. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce the creator's name because I will fudge it up and then feel bad for the rest of my life. So I'm just going to let you zoom in here. Oh, is it backwards? Mirror this. (laughs) So this is, it's an origin story of how Harley Quinn became Harley Quinn. Um, It's, I, it's just beautifully done. The art is incredible. The story is, um, it's mostly narration from her point of view, retelling the story of how she, like, started and then how she ended up the way she is. Um, I I would recommend this to, like, especially if you're just, like, a DC, like, superhero fan, Marvel, whatever. Like, I just think yeah. it's a really, really good origin story. And I, the art, I cannot talk enough about how cool the art is. Yeah, no, it looks really good. Yeah. But yeah, this is Harleen. I think it's only going to be three issues Cause that's usually what it is, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, check it out. It's real cool. All right, and then I have 
Strike Force issue number one. This is a book by Teeny Howard. And I would say this is the first Teeny Howard book I do not enjoy. Oh, we love Teeny. We love Teeny. I love Teeny a lot. I just like this wasn't my bag. Doesn't mean it's not for everyone. I just felt like it was. I just didn't feel like any like everybody's. I didn't feel like any of the voices were right for any of the characters, which is a really big big problem with like some characters. Which it's like I said, I it could also just be me. I read it right before bed after reading like several comics, so maybe my opinion would change if I read it again. It just yeah. Didn't really grab you. Didn't grab me. Like, okay. one of the first times uh, Teeny Howard first issue has not, like, immediately me been like, oh, yeah, I'm totally into this. I would like to see more. And I'm still, like, kind of curious about, like, the story itself, but honestly not enough. And I, like, I thought, like, Blade and, you know, Bucky would bring me into it, but. That sucks. Yeah. It was a bummer, but it's fine. Like I said, somebody else might like it. It's kind of just about uh, a group of superheroes who were caught in this uh, lab that it seemed like they were letting go of, like, biological samples, like germ warfare, basically, and infecting people. Mm -hmm. And it, like, looked like they were doing it, but they weren't. And Blade is trying to be like, well, this is what actually was happening. So there is, like, a mystery to it. Like I said, it's just, like, the voices and dialogue didn't quite hit for me. Classic. (laughs) And then I have, well, we both have, Heather has not got a chance to read this yet. This is Avengers issue number 24. And this is Avengers vs. Cosmic Ghost Rider. And it just builds upon, like, uh, Robbie Ray's being in hell and how he's trying to defeat, defeat Johnny Blaze and kind of just more about... It was just, like, Cosmic Ghost Rider literally fighting Thor and She-Hulk and them yeah. trying... Basically them trying to figure out what he is and him being like, you guys are all working for Johnny Blaze. And then in the end, he's like, oh, I've got egg on my face. That's not what he says, but... Oh, I was like, I just ate an egg. <laughs> you did just eat an egg. Yeah. But that's uh, that's it. I think if you like Cosmic Ghost Rider or Ghost Rider stories at all, this is kind of something to check out. This little, like, four. Those are the four, only ones you're getting, right? Yeah, there's yeah. this four-issue run. Just wanted to see what happened to my boy, Cosmic Ghost Rider. <laughs> my boy. He, my boy. He just... Just traveling through time, getting in fights. You know, being a boss. Being a boss. Yeah. Okay. You go. Me go? You go. Okay. Um, Here's Resonant. This is issue number three. Um, This uh, series is about a family dealing with an incident called The Pulse, which is like a... I, I think it's like an electromagnetic type thing, but it pretty much takes your worst most violent thoughts and makes you act on them um and it's just this issue is dealing with uh the father in the first issue had left to get medicine for his youngest kid who is really sick and kind of relies on the medicine dad still hasn't come back so the kids are trying to figure out what the next step is uh dad has been taken prisoner (laughs) 
and is being transported to an island where he is forced to run or die. So he is very far away from his kids, and it has been months now since he initially left. So dealing with the fact that he's not there and the kid needs medicine or he will die. (laughs) Sounds very intense. It is. It it is very, very intense. Um, This issue especially because there was just a lot of, like, death (laughs) and not... It was very brutal. A lot of brutal deaths because the dad is doing whatever he can to get back to his kids. Of course. Yes. Is it my turn again? Yeah, you got to go again. Okay. Hey, this is Tommy Gun Wizards. Um, this is about... I called him Al Pacino last night and didn't correct myself because I thought it was really funny. Uh, Al Capone dealing magic instead of alcohol. Um, Al Pacino. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. I was like, I'm not going to correct myself. Um, so basically, they think that they're going after Al Capone, the you know, cops and detectives and whatever. Um, but they discover that there is actually someone higher up and it's someone that Ness, the main character, is good friends with. Um, and then... Of course. Yeah. He... It is kind of... Surprise, I'm still doing the drug too. Um, <laughs> is what he has to say to people. <laughs> and, yeah, he's just dealing with all that. You know, his secret has been exposed and now he has to go hunt one of his good friends. Who I'm pretty sure used to fuck, but... And that's neither here nor there. You used to fuck or he used to fuck? Who knows? <laughs> he. Ness. Ness did. All right. All right. So my turn? Yes. Okay, so then I have another Teeny Howard book that is issue number six of Thanos, and this wraps up the series, and I was very pleased. Teeny? Teeny. We, we love Teeny. I just didn't like the one book, which is fine. Mm-hmm. One uh, out of... However many she's done. Yeah, it's still good. Yeah, yeah, it just kind of full circles itself in kind of... I really just feel like they had to name this book Thanos so people might pick it up, but it's at its core about Gamora. I like that, though. Yeah, it was... It's like a... Tricked you. (laughs) Now you have to read about Gamora. And I know, like, it's about their relationship and how they, like, react to one another and how... All of that was developed, and that's basically about her and how she became who she is in the end. And yeah, I really liked it. Okay. It was really solid. Good. Full circle. And then next. Cole says, (laughs) Time is a circle. He doesn't say it like that. I can't do his accent. Sorry, Matthew McConaughey. I fudged it up. There's only one Matthew McConaughey. That's true. And his name is Matthew McConaughey. It is. He loves bongos and weed. Like any any white dude does. And hacky sacks, probably. He just seems like a real hacker. You can talk about Deadly Class. I just, I can't stop thinking about Matthew McConaughey just literally being a caricature of, like, a human being. That's, I feel like that's what he actually is. Oh, goodness. Sorry, Matthew McConaughey, if you ever are listening to a comics podcast anytime. I do love you, Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) Love you. But you're not real. (laughs) What? He's not a real person. Okay, I'm I'm continuing on. I'm going to talk about Deadly Class now. This is Deadly Class issue number 40, and this is 
the beginning of a story arc called Bone Machine. I, I, this last story arc was kind of a, almost putting everybody in their place. And then this one you can tell is just like, zoom in. It kind of just starts right off the bat where, because at the end of the last story arc, you know, you have Saya meeting up with Maria. And you're like, oh, good, a nice happy moment. And then it's not. And then it's not. Okay. But I don't want to tell, talk too much about it since it's a book you, you still must read. And there's some crazy shit that happens in there. And some awesome, awesome fucking panels. I'm really sad you didn't get to read I this. Know. Because this was one of my favorite books to read this week. I just had one of those moments where it was like, which ones can I wait on? And I knew you had those two, so I, I was know, like... No, no, it's totally... It, like I said, it's totally chill. I'm very bummed out because I just wanted... Like, I felt like the last story arc maybe just, like, pulled us out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And this one was just like, this is why you fucking love this series. Oh, my God. I'm going to read it right when I get to work. <laughs> so I'm very sorry. I'm just... I just it's okay. It's <laughs> very good. Okay. Go. I'm going to talk about one that I didn't read. <laughs> this is The Avengers Loki Unleashed. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I started it, didn't really understand what was happening because it references a bunch of the issues that I hadn't had a chance to read from like older series. Um, but it does have Sagan in it, who is one of my favorite characters in Norse mythology, who is Loki's wife. Um, not Carl Sagan. No, not Carl Sagan. Sagan is S I G Y N. Which there are several ways to pronounce it, but I like saying it Sagan, so sorry. Um, but yeah, I love her. She is helping Loki do something. <laughs> I'll read it. Don't worry. Uh, it's I go. I go again. Okay. Okay. Um, Sarah and the Royal Stars. This is issue number three. Um, Sarah is still on her journey to complete some quest. <laughs> I was telling Champ I can't remember what her quest is, and it's. Making me feel a little crazy. Does that tell you at the bottom? Yep. Um, Following a clash with the minions of Draco, Sarah, Aldebaran, and Antares are left scattered and separated in the land of dreams. Familiar face returns to help Sarah reunite with the stars, but is he friend or foe? Um, Basically, I I am staying on this because the art is so incredible. It's beautiful, um, but... And some of the characters are really cool, like this person who reminds me a lot of the spider from Saga. Her name is Scorpion. (laughs) That's cool. It's cool as hell. Um, But yeah, they are traveling. Have you ever played Mortal Kombat? Yes, (laughs) I have. (laughs) Let me tell you about Mortal Kombat. (laughs) This is Mortal Kombat. (laughs) That's all. I don't, I don't know if it's, like, a, a short series. I assume it's going to be five. I can't remember, though. Um, but, I mean, I would say pick up the trade if you're interested in princesses going on quests to save their name, essentially. And, Family. And is this scorpion woman a bad guy or a good guy? Good guy. She's helping travel because she can get to parts where they need to go. She's, like, the only one who can help them. Okay. Through it. Yeah. She's a good guy with a spear, and she's awesome. She's a good guy with a spear. <laughs> she's great. I like her. That's what defeat the, defeats the bad guys with guns. 
Good, guy, good guys with spears. You have not seen her throw this spear, though. She gets I, a dragon. <laughs> I'm not saying that she's bad at throwing spears. Oh, she's so good at it. She can probably, like, shing and get that bullet out of there because she did that with an arrow. Oh, that's pretty bad. So, I mean, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about Batman Curse of the White Knight. I know what this book is called. I don't know why I just looked at it like I don't. It's all right. <laughs> it's still, like, in my opinion, like, all right. There's tones in it I don't necessarily enjoy, and I don't, like... I'm probably just misreading it. No, I don't think you are. You're very <laughs> deliberate with your comics. You know what's going on. Well, and it it's... I'll have to... I'll talk to you about this, like, at a different time, because I just feel like I need you to read it to see if, like I said, I maybe I'm just coming at it in a, in a way like I'm not just being too critical. Is that and, the one that starts with, uh, no, that was Last Night on Earth. Never mind. No, this one, like, the first, the first run of, I guess, Batman White Knight was all about how... Uh, the Joker has this like split personality, and the other person like, personality is Jack Napier, and he's a White Knight of Gotham, just trying to help Gotham and like take down Batman and make Batman just do, just break basically break Batman like Joker has never been able to, and that's why Joker kind of created this personality so he could do so. Oh, cute. And so, like, the idea of that was really cool. Uh, this is more just, which it's it's a cool idea. It's just the idea that there is an original Joker and an original Batman, quote-unquote, of Gotham. And to defeat the original Joker, Batman, or the first Wayne teamed up with another person and you think possibly betrayed them. Okay. But that's, I don't know. That is giving a loose outline of the story itself. Like, the art is pretty good. I, for some reason, I don't know, maybe my preference in art style has changed because I really like the art style in the first one, and I don't know if it's just, like, I don't know if I really liked it or if I just liked the idea of the story so much I was, like, willing to... Not think about it. Mm-hmm. So who knows? I am going back and forth on this book, and it's it's very strange. How many issues is it supposed to be? I think it's five. Okay. Plus there is, like, a little one-shot. And this has been, like, kind of its own little, like, own Batman universe so far. So I suppose there could always be more. Okay. I just... Kind I th- of indifferent. Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent, but I think if you like Batman and you kind of like an alternate story... Pick it up. Pick it up. Okay. Let's get this. This is The White Trees. This is issue two of two, and my God. Yeah. I was waiting so long for you to read this. I know. that I kept, like, last night I kept pulling it out and, like, going, oh, my God, I need to read this. And then I would set it down because I had other things going on. But, yeah, it was the first thing that I read this morning when I woke up. Um... It's I, it's amazing. It's it's so good. It uh, I I don't even know like where to start with it. I think one of the like one of my favorite things and I will say this forever and ever is like I feel like a lot of fantasy novels really draw themselves out. Like they just 
fill in so much. And this is really great because it just takes everything great about fantasy and condenses it in such a way where you get such a full story and you feel so connected to the characters within just 60 pages. Like, I've never read something where I just... I make... I. I wish it wasn't over, and I make, I was so excited for it, and it's just, it's so full and so in-depth with just so little time. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, the art. <laughs> the art. This issue especially, like, Krasenka is always a master yeah, when no, it comes to so art. Good. But this particular issue for me just blew me out of the water. I could not believe how, like, smooth that fight scene was. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot, like, the colors also go a lot towards that. But, yeah, this is, when you texted me earlier about, like, this being, like, one of the best Chris Anka works, I I completely agree. I've, this was just so fluid in its motion, and every, every scene, like, I was very excited like every action scene, I just was getting so fucking pumped, and that that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. I do get pumped about action scenes, but this was just it was so, and it was only like what three pages, mm-hmm. maybe like yeah. four or five yeah. at most. The way that it's done is just it's super good. Um, I feel sorry for everyone who didn't pick it up. Yeah, you're fools. Yeah, like literally, you guys are fucking fools. Yeah. it's two issues. It's. Not going to take much time. No. Why why did you miss out on it? It takes like 30 minutes. Yeah. And one of the best comics out this year. Easily one of the best comics out this year. For sure. I can't even... (laughs) Yeah, just get it. Just get it. We don't like to fuck around when we talk about comics we love. And I I don't like being like, oh yeah, this, this, like that little bird... I, I have a hard time thinking of, like, other books I enjoyed that much this year. Same. I can't think of anything. <laughs> I'm just, like, I've read so many books, but those yeah. books, like, just stand out in my head, and I'm... <laughs> I, can't, I can't think about anything right now. There's nothing in there. That egg just wiped me out. <laughs> Okay, we're just going to keep talking. Yeah, that's okay. We'll make it. Okay, so I have Faithless. This is the... It's only been 20 minutes. What? (laughs) Um, This is issue number six. This is the last one in this series. Um, I really enjoyed the way that this one tied up, which I I only jumped in for the sex and the Satan, but I stayed for all the rest. (laughs) It's a... I thought the conclusion was really good, you know. Um, Faith got what she wanted, and she pretty much had to sell her sell her soul to get it. Um, there's apparently going to be it says more or Faithless returns in 2020, so I don't know if that's going to be like a continuance of this or a different. Yeah, because one of her friends um, like tries to talk to her at the end, but. Because she is who she is now, she, like, wouldn't talk. So it kind of seemed like maybe the second part it might be her. I hope not. Because uh, okay. I don't care about her and her kid. But <laughs> they could. Who knows? Harsh. Well, I mean, they showed the kid one time. I had no connection with it. <laughs> anyway. That's fair. Um, but, yeah, this was 
Only six issues. I didn't get the erotica cover um, because it was pretty tame compared to all the other ones. But I'll get it, and I'll show it to you guys next time. It was all right. Um, but, yeah, Faithless. <laughs> I'll get it. I'll show it to you guys. I'll show, I mean, because, of course, I'm going to get it. I just didn't get it last night because it wasn't, like, on top of my list. I get it. Yeah. Um, I have New Mutants War Children. And this is, I believe, just a one-shot. This is uh, Chris Claremont and Bill Sienkiewicz teaming up again. When do you say that it was a reprint? Is it a reprint? I don't know. See, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't. I don't know. Maybe it is. But it didn't have any of the, like, inside guts of a reprint. Right. And I read, I, hold on. Maybe it's, like, a I, I'm an gonna, old story that they had done together and... They just wrote this, like, little one piece as if it was part of that? I don't know. Okay. Reteaming. Okay. Yeah, I was like, this is not... I might have misunderstood what she said. Oh, no, it's chill, dude. I just don't know how much you want me to flip through this. You can keep scrolling. I'm reading while you're doing that. Okay, yeah, so it's not a reprint. Because I was like, like I said, that's why I felt like it was kind of building up to the new new Mutants Right, story. okay. So then they had worked on something in the past. They teamed up yeah. to do this. For, yeah. Okay. They, okay. they used to work on new Mutants. Right. Together. Okay, that makes sense then. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, am I, am I dumb? Like, did I not know well, this? Well, I felt like that because I was like flipping through it yesterday while we were at work and... I forgot to grab it. I told Wendy I was going to, but I forgot to. So I'll just read it tonight. No, it's really, it's really, really good. Like I said, I feel like it, it definitely is trying to, I don't know, at least introduce these characters so you're familiar with them. And also kind of the, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this is playing into like any of the new X-Men stuff that's out or if I'm just like going to take it that way just because I have been reading like Powers and House and mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, obviously this is playing into that. But it definitely, like, talks about Cypher being able to talk with plants and or communicate with plants. It definitely builds upon the idea of just, like, technology kind of infecting things and taking over them. Mm-hmm. So, it's cool. I really liked it. Um, the art is... I mean, if you're familiar with Sienkiewicz... It's very, bananas. It's very, yeah, insane. It's... I don't know. I really enjoyed it, especially just for, like, a a nice little quick read of, like, characters I'm not super familiar with. Also, dude, I don't know if you saw this this part where they introduced all the characters, but the character that Maisie Williams was supposed to play in New Mutants is reading. Yeah, I did. Yes, I did see that. And I was very, whoops, very hyped on that. I made a little weird giggle, like, oh! I saw it and I was like, me too. You did it. <laughs> so, next? Next. <clears throat> we have safe sex. We have safe sex. This might have been my favorite book this week, honestly. It was, yeah, it was really good. Very, very good. Uh, in a world where, <laughs> sorry, I was doing it like a no, movie it, trailer. You should. Um, okay. As you should. <laughs> so, basically... There's the uh, married couple who live in a world where sex is politicized um, for the sake of man, essentially, right? I mean, it doesn't... 
the way that it was worded made me think that it was like all because of man. I felt like it was more because of like religion and yeah. how religion, and I suppose that's also because of man. But I suppose they also like they put this idea of like feminism forward, where feminism isn't embracing who you are and just, but it's more so just. I don't know being powerful in different ways because there's obviously women in very high like Mm -hmm. aspects of the government within this like story itself um yeah and that this it was really interesting because the couple that they're following while they're like straight laced now they were like huge perverts (laughs) yeah like back and i say perverts in like a loving way because i am also (laughs) like a pervert but (laughs) I, i wasn't I'm a I'm a total square, so let's let's be real right now. <laughs> I know. You say pervert. I know I, you. I gotta go into my safe space. You gotta up your purity points. Okay, um, so they were uh, a part of a underground like sex club, I guess. Basically, what you would yeah. call it, yeah. Uh, called the Dirty Mind. Uh, it got busted, so they are trying to stay low. And in order to do that, they have to adjust and become a part of the system. Which also apparently just gets you into fucking trouble. Yeah, it's there's obviously like more to the system than they want you to think. It's um, just interesting, like just being curious, you know, mm-hmm. gets you. Yeah, it's uh, it's really messed up because she is not into that lifestyle at all, and she is trying to, what is the word, assimilate? Is yeah, that the right word? yeah, she's just trying to assimilate. Yeah. She's just trying to like get by in this yeah. like world that won't accept anybody because she does not want to get into trouble essentially yeah. for like what she wants to do and. Easiest way to do that is to conform and then <laughs> hope hope you can get out. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, there's obviously, like, more to it than that because um, there's, like, a turning point for her that has to do with her husband and then. Yeah. This is goes. so good. It is. It's really, really good. It's very uh, graphic. Is it rated... M. Oh, yeah, I was saying, mature. there's no way this I was is like, not rated M. Is this all ages? <laughs> what? Just kidding. And there's, like, a whole fisting scene in the beginning, so. Yeah, there's a lot of sex in this book, so just be very, very prepared if you're not looking to just read something like that. Yeah. But, obviously, by the title, I think you should know. They're safe about it. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing safe about sex, though. No. True. That's uh, why I don't do it. I, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> next, we have Powers of Ten. Power, powers of Ten. Powers of Ten, number five of six. We have two whole issues left, and then we're done. And then on to X-Men. If I only understand that phalanx part by the end, I will be very, very proud of myself. Yes. Um, this issue, it, of course, like all the powers, it kind of jumps back and forth in time. Um, but by, by powers of ten, yeah, by by powers of ten. <laughs> um, and, oh my god, I just understood that meaning. Are you serious? I just did. Uh, oh, dude. Because in my head, I was like, every ten years, that's not adding up. <laughs> Until just now, when you oh, said that no. out loud. Sorry. Oh no. <laughs> 
Oh, I was like House goodness. of X. Okay, powers of ten. All right, they just like go to. Okay, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm just gonna keep talking. Pretend that whole thing just didn't happen. Um, Xavier I, I and so Magneto <laughs> are recruiting Emma Frost essentially to form a branch of their own like government. Yeah, yeah. So that's what's happening in this time and in your time in. A powers of ten. Yeah, that's. I mean, you've basically already seen Emma Frost just like working and like helping out Xavier and Magneto, and this just kind of fills in that gap of like why and how that came to be, and how like Xavier called all the mutants to Krakoa and to make what has happened, and how kind of in depth they've they've thought about this sort of thing. So. Yeah, and there's a, a whole explanation on, like, because, you know, in one of the previous issues, he was talking about, like, uploading all the mutants' information, like, their personalities and all that kind of stuff, and this issue kind of goes more into it and, like, how he accomplishes that and the process that it would take in order to do that. There's something very specific I'm looking for because it, like, there's an ad in, in I would suppose, Avengers... That is really making me question everything right now. Which is why I stay away from, like, you know, looking at previews for comics that are coming out later. Especially, I guess, books like this where the the story might be intense. But maybe I'll never find it, so what I was thinking doesn't matter, obviously. Alright, sorry guys. I just wasted everybody's time for five minutes to try to find an ad that doesn't exist. I'm sure it exists, and you'll find it when I'm not here. And take a photo and be like, yeah. This is it. This is it. This (laughs) wasn't important, right? This doesn't change your mind about what would happen in these books. I just think that everything's going to go bad, basically. (laughs) Like, I just don't think this is going to work out the way they think it's going to. I just don't think it is. Never does. It seems too, too good to be true. Yeah. All right, well, that's all of our comics this week. Sorry, everybody. We spent a lot of time dilly-dallying. We did. Today, so I apologize. I got to go to work now, so <laughs> have, a, have a good day. We'll see you later. Goodbye. Goodbye.